Um, okay, well, Jamie, things have changed since the last time you're on a regular episode of this show, and uh, you actually get to do a bonus thing to start off the show, which is I oh, say okay. I say start the party, Dan, and you get to decide how I say it. Ooh, how specific can I get? As specific Very as very specific. I've done yeah. some There's insanely no weird things. So do how, how, whatever you're feeling. Okay. Okay. I want you to say start the party, Dan. Uh, <laughs> as if he has just, as if Dan has just um, reunited you with a haunted doll that he stole from you when you were, when you guys are kids. And you're so happy, but you're a little scared because you're not sure if he fucked with it. Yeah, and it's haunted, right? Like it could be. It's still haunted. It's been yeah. actively haunted. You can't unhaunt it. <laughs> and so like, you're sort of like, is he giving it, bad, it back? Though? Or it was really bad when you were kids. It was pretty scary, and you <laughs> okay. kind of went through like a feature film. Okay. Uh, you kind of went through an Annabelle movie together. Yeah. And yeah. now it's, you know, years later and Dan's had the doll and you were always kind of like, I could handle having the doll, but you know, Dan was hanging on to it. Now he's returning it to you and you're happy to be reunited with the doll, but you're kind of wondering like, why now is something wrong with the doll? Like, why is he choosing this moment to give me the doll back? And am I in danger? But that said, it's great to have the doll back. Yeah. And this is, okay. this is John saying, start the party, Dan. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you say, start the party, Dan. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. <clears throat> okay. Whew. This is, uh, there's a lot going on here that I got to try and, cause I'm not really very, I'm not very good. There. Yeah. I got to get myself in. I here. think you're going to nail it first try. Okay. Yeah. Oh, start the party, Dan. And Chongo? Oh, no, you got upset online. Looks like you're having a real bad time. Should've just ignored what I said. But now I've got proof that you read it. And for me, that's all I need. What I live for is the air that I breathe. Cause I'm rude for me, and I'm not sorry. Welcome, everybody, to the block party. Is that the that's the name the name of the doll is Chongo? The doll's name is Chongo. Yeah, it's a haunted so what, doll. Chongo. What it, but what does wow. it look like? Uh well it's fucked up. It's like uh yeah, it's all well, like sure. I've had it for so long, the face is kind of worn off. Right. And um I'll be from honest. What? From kissing? <laughs> well, who knows how it got haunted, am I right? <laughs> The, I got. The, I, I'm. I'll be honest. I'm stealing the name from. There's a, a, a this extremely cute baby. Well, she's not a baby. She's like two and a half on TikTok, and she's like okay. very like her mom is very proper, and she's like as the baby is like she's got a very old soul. She's really sweet and nice. Her name's Lena, and she has an imaginary friend, and her imaginary friend's name is Chongo. Which makes okay. like no sense given that she appears to be growing up in like a rich household in like the Midwest. It just doesn't it doesn't compute. It's like this cute little blonde girl whose imaginary friend's name is Chongo. So I was like, that's the perfect name also for a haunted doll. Sure. I think. And the doll is, is part okay. of the the party start starting like process. Because you asked Dan to start the party and then you said also 
Well, because it was and Chongo, because it was like I've that's where I felt like I was getting that was where I was getting my sort of nervousness in because I was like, wait, is Chongo starting the party? Like, did Dan because Chongo's sort of in control? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, is Dan starting the party or is Chongo because Chongo's fucked over Dan? Me, Chongo is controlling Dan. Correct. Well, that's yeah, and that is what happened when when you guys were kids was that Chongo could sort of take over your bodies and act through your bodies like that episode. Right. SpongeBob SquarePants. Right. Exactly. And how long has, how long, I guess Chongo's been gone for like 30 years, like 20, 25, 30 years, probably, John? Well, I'm 36. So, I mean, Jamie can do the math on that one. I mean, it's her, it's sort well, of her story. Like, how long have I lost it for? You were, you were, in, you were in middle school because there was a okay. whole, you know, there was a whole side plot with like the crush had Chongo for a second and that was oh, really stressful for everybody. Very stressful. Because no one wants their crush to get their hands on Chongo because Chongo yeah. will, you know, tell your crush things about you that just aren't true or maybe yeah. are a little too true. <laughs> too true. I would say they're not true, but Chongo would Chongo say knows. that, they would, yeah. that Chongo they're very knows. true. Chongo knows. <laughs> yeah, and how, I did also, Dan, how did Dan well, get Chongo? Because that's what I'm, when I was in middle school, well, we don't have middle school in Canada in most places, but when I was middle school age, I lived <laughs> okay. across the country. So I would love to know how Dan got his hands on Chongo. Now that's a whole other story. Dan, you want to tell me how the fuck you got Chongo, yeah, my I think dude? Dan knows. No. <laughs> I feel like that was Chongo talking. If I'm being that honest, was. That I'll didn't be fully sound honest. Like Dan at all. That did not sound like Dan at all. Jamie, do you have any theories on how Dan came in hold of Chongo? Yeah, it was a psychic at a yard sale. I don't know uh, why you yeah. were being so shy about that. It was a okay. psychic at a yard sale. Yeah. Dan and just exhaled some sort of spirit there, it looked like. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yes. That's Chongo working through Dan. Uh, <laughs> but the reason Dan doesn't like to talk about it is because he didn't have any money and he was like, and so he had to pay in, in little kisses. Wow. Oh, to the psychic? To the psychic. Or to Chongo. Is that where Chongo's face, that the face got worn off and there? Well, I mean, I, I you know, I, Chongo's been kissed a lot of times, but Dan, in order to get Chongo, Dan had to give the psychic a few uh, kisses on the hand, kisses right. on the hand, but a bunch of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Chongo, the... Chongo knows that and Chongo yeah. likes to kind of bring it up. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Chongo was always, always a big kiss. It was always a big kissing kind of thing. To be, if I'm being fully honest. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. I think, okay. Well, I think when you think of like a haunted doll when you're a kid, like you think of like, oh, what was going on there, you know? Yeah. People were saying that the whole thing was a metaphor for uh, coming of age sexually, but it really was just a, a haunted doll named Chonko that was um, really, yeah. you yeah. know, it's I mean, pretty I, I know that it's like, <laughs> yeah, was, I didn't come were... of age sexually until well after my Chongo years. So, oh, Chongo was like locked away in a locked glass cabinet. Up. Yeah, in Dan's house apparently. Uh, when mm-hmm. I finally reached yeah. my uh, sexual, Chongo had awakening. nothing to do with your adult onset puberty. No, that was all you. <laughs> my AOP. Yeah, yeah, it was all me. Had nothing to do with the haunted doll that I held for most of my childhood. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. <laughs> Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Blocked Party. This is episode number 171. I'm John. I'm Stefan. And we have a fantastic guest with us uh, this week. One of our absolute favorites to have on the show. Uh, it's the final, the final episode of Sweeps Month, and it's all the rage. People are talking <sighs> about it. Vultures talking about it. Our listeners are talking about it. 
she is here, uh, host of the Lolita podcast, My Year in Mensa, the ACK cast, the upcoming Untitled Hot Dog Project, comedian, writer, one of our faves, Jamie Loftus is here. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, Chongo. <laughs> Hello. I feel it's, like Chongo's got like a sort of a stately, like Vincent Price-esque kind of... I think he hello. sounds kind of goofy, I think. Oh, you think more goofy? Okay. I think he sounds goofy. He's a little yeah. boing? Like what? Hey, guys, it's me, Chongo. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like I always want Stefan to do impressions. I yeah. always well, want... Well, that wasn't an impression. That was... I mean, I guess it was an impression of Chongo. Yeah. That's that was, I mean, but... that was Chongo working through Stefan. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's what that's what he sounds like when I hear him at least. Maybe he sounds different to everyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He appear yeah, he appears to you with the with the voice that uh is the most kind of like enticing to you. Yeah. Like occasionally yeah. he he appears to me as uh as Marge Simpson, if you can believe it. <laughs> wow. I, can. Here we go. I do believe that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I have to I have to do a warm up. But like I the, the evolution of my Marge impression has been kind of a big ongoing story thread the past couple of years. But Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Jamie, have you ever heard <clears throat> Stefan do Marge? No. Oh, no. this is I, this I'll, is going to be a real treat. Listen to Origins, but I'm a little I, I'm a little rusty, I think, but I'm going to Okay. Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> oh, me. Oh, homie, it's me, Marge from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think again, a little rusty. Not uh, bad. It, Not it needs bad. a little. That really uh, wasn't bad. It yeah. needs to be a bit gravelier. It's I think, getting but, way uh, better, Jamie. I'll tell you that. When, yeah. when Stefan first did it on Go Off Kings, uh, it was not. A, it was a disaster. It was yeah. not a good look for him. It was, it was really bad. Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. I mean, that sounded like Marge adjacent. Thank you. I mean, I think the big thing is just if you get the grumble down at the beginning, like that's sort of like that's that's your your oh, what's the word? Is it a lodestone? Is that a thing that you can? I don't know. It's like touchstone? a thing that I'm a touchstone. A lodestone yeah. is a thing, too, I think. Right. It is. But I don't yeah, think in the way you're thinking is. of it. OK. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking of a rock that a bunch of people have nutted on. Um, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. uh, yeah, I think that's I feel, the last uh, thing you do capsule. in Elden Ring. Right. You. Well, nut okay. on the rock and then you. I mean, you're so. You're, I'm gonna try and get you to play, John. It's gonna happen at some point. I won't. Okay. What well. is Elden? Uh, no, Jamie. No, don't. I were, no. Don't. Yeah, I, don't. I failed we're, in the middle of the question. It is actually yeah. you did, know. and you I slammed that. on the brakes. Yeah. It is. I, no. I'll say this: it is gonna come up in my social media update. So there will be. Okay. I don't, and I don't play it. Just so we're clear, I'm on your side. Uh, but I it is coming. Up. I'm not looking forward to the update. But that's totally I, fair. But that's but I but I you know I will have to know eventually. I thought it was a new Netflix show. I thought it was that Netflix. I thought I confused it with The Witcher because it sounded like the same thing to me. Yeah, right. I mean it is basically. Yeah. Well, okay. it's okay. I mean, I, it's okay. It's very it's very different. It's its own thing. It's I mean basically we, okay. if you're thinking of like if you're thinking of how it is in relation to. Anything. It's really like sort of the Witcher slash Game of Thrones slash no, Lord of the okay. Rings. No, it's no. Slash well, it rings. Yes, There's a ring. Exactly. Slash yeah. the Bobsy twins. Is it There's any a Aragon, Stefan? A lot of Aragon. Uh, there, there are dragons. Most, mostly I just, Aragon. I just killed a dragon uh, before we got on here. But it wasn't one of nice. the talking ones. So oh, okay. was, there's some King Arthur uh, and the round table in there. That, there's okay, a that lot actually, of... that actually is true, John. There is a round table. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. What about any what, any, any Gahul in there? Uh, oh, those are like the owls, right? Yeah, the the, the owls the, that talk and, and there their are royalty. owls. 
I don't know that <gasps> I've, I haven't met any talking owls just yet. I will say uh, I did meet, uh, I think his name was uh, Alexander, like the Iron Fisted or something. And he's like this giant uh, clay like pot uh, with like arms and legs. Um, and he's like what? this big like, yeah. Uh, and he's like, he's stuck in a hole and you have to hit his ass a bunch to get him out of the hole. And then... Uh, I think it's so. Starts wait, like a, wait, 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 wait. Hold what on. What are you talking you, about? Yeah, you cut me off when I was like, oh, and then everyone nuts on the stone, and you're like, yeah. okay, the game's not like that at all. And now well, you're I, like, well, it's I a giant it. clay pot with arms yeah. and legs, and you put rocks in its butthole, and you blow well, no, it up. Well, no, he doesn't have a butthole, and I didn't nut in the clay pot. You just he's stuck in a he's stuck in a hole, and I have to hit him with a sword a couple times in the ass, and then he pops out, and Jesus. it starts this big like story quest. Except uh, the second time I encountered him. Um, there was like a locked door in front of us. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if I'm supposed to hit him in the ass to make him charge through the door. Uh, and then he got really freaked out at me and I had to kill him. So I'm like really upset that I killed this, this giant, uh, pottery guy. Um, sorry. I'm sorry for talking about this. Yeah. We were trying not to talk about it. Jamie, I'm going to change the subject here because I'm actually very curious about this. So you know, people may know if they were listening to the show that you were supposed to be on Trivia Party uh, on you know last last week with Branson Reese. We were going to, you know, get the band back together, as it were, the D&D crew. And mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, you know, you ran into a little bit of a time crunch and you weren't able to make it. And you told me um, that it was because you were at Ghost Church. So do you want to I know we've already kind of set the bar with our hey, haunted doll Hey, there are a lot, lot of Ghost Church uh, churches in Elden Ring if we want to go back to that. Okay. Well, I would yeah, I mean at any time if there's uh, if there's I mean and I think Chongo can actually kind of echo me on on some of this Ghost Church stuff because I know that Chongo, I mean, I've run into Chongo at a couple of services, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't, you know, you never know. I mean, yeah, I, know I think like Kanye wrote like, some songs about Chongo, I think in his little uh, <laughs> desert thing going on there. It's yeah. And Chongo too has been delayed. It's been a whole problem. <laughs> a whole thing. Yeah. 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 And you can only it's listen been... to Chongo on just like this round uh, <laughs> piece of like rubber or plastic. It's unclear. Yeah. Je- Jesse, my co-host on the co-op Kings has one of those for some reason. What? Uh, and, and yeah, Dan, you really? can, I mean, is that for, is that for YK? I assume. Yeah, they bought it like when it first came out for YKS. Okay. So six months ago. Yeah, Jesse can listen to Donda too and like remix it on his little, like, I don't know. Whatever the fuck that thing is. Right? It's this weird little thing. This freaky little disc. Yeah. I've been trying to get him to do it on stream. He doesn't want to, but I'm going to make him do it. Anyway, sorry, Jamie. You were at Ghost Church. No, I mean, no. I want to hear all about Jesse's freaky little disc. I was, I was, I, for, first of all, I, I am sorry for, uh, for missing last week. I feel like I was being a real bitch to the band, you know, it's it's like if you missed a really close game too. I mean, honestly, like it, it, I, I, it, it sort of felt like a Dick army kind of move to be fully honest. Like it was a little bit of a, you know, maybe you took some pills or (laughs) something went on and you, you know. Couldn't make yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, look, Dick Army, Dick Army is constantly not showing up to shit that he should have been at. It's never because he's at church. Uh, <laughs> but it is. Yeah, so I, so, uh, yeah, I, I felt like I was, I truly, I was like, man, it feels like if the, if the, if the bird from the Chuck E. Cheese band just like didn't show, it didn't feel, <laughs> it didn't feel good. You yeah. know? Like they can um, still do the show, but it's like, 
What's but who point? can't play the tambourine? And yeah, that's, exactly. You know, and that's kind of where I come in, uh, vibe wise. Yeah. But, uh, but no. So, so I'm, uh, I'm working on a new show. I have actually have not talked about it anywhere yet. But I'm, I'm working on a new uh, podcast right now that's about uh, spiritualism and like that whole religion. And so I've been doing all these like research trips to these. Uh, like ghost church is like it's not inaccurate <laughs> to describe what happens because it's it's like a I, I drove down to Escondido where it's, which is like an hour and a half and I got delayed on the way back from Escondido, uh, but I went to uh, like a spiritualist service which is they're kind of interesting they're kind of bizarre like are you guys familiar with spiritualism at all I know nothing uh, about it. I am, but I don't think John is. So you could explain it to him. Yeah, for sure. explain it. Explain it to me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what this is. Yeah. Okay, Chongo's gonna fall asleep because Chongo knows all about this shit. <laughs> That's uh, good. He needs some rest. <laughs> yeah, Ch- yeah. Chongo deserves uh, some peace because we were there together last week. You also noticed Chongo wasn't at trivia. Um, of course, I, I did. Know. Chongo, I did when, when Chongo sleeps, Chongo does the little cartoon like me, 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 me thing. And it's like a feather. <laughs> yeah. That it's fell off. really cute. Yeah. That did fall little... off. That was a big snore noise for a while. And the bubble, <laughs> when you were snoring, you'd have the, the bubble. Like, yeah. the, I was about the... to say the little spit that turns into the bubble and it waxes yeah. and wanes like the moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, so spiritualism is like, it's a, it's a religion that's existed since like the mid 1800s. And it was like kind of, it started out as like a circus act and then um, became a religion over time. But there are still uh, two big spiritualist camps in upstate New York and Florida. And I've spent a uh, little time talking to people who uh, live there and work there and like kind of make their living as mediums. And then there's all these like little satellite churches around the country that are really small. Like I went to this place in Escondido where it was like, a service with like 12 people, but it feels kind of like a general Christian service at the beginning. Like there's a pastor, there's a sermon, there's a theme, there's a whole thing. But then at the end, uh, they talk to ghosts and like, that's the second half of the service is like, you go up and you like receive a healing from a like certified spiritualist healer, which you're just like sitting in a chair and they like uh, wave their hands around you and rearrange your energy question mark and it all feels kind of nice but you're like what is happening yeah uh, but it, it does feel not i don't know chongo loves it uh <laughs> and uh and then you go back and you sit down and um yeah then the uh the mediums sort of they just like stand in the front and they just point at people who are at the service and they're like i have a message from you I'm uh, seeing a man who's like wearing a soldier's outfit and like blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just like channels a message from a ghost. Uh, is, that like that, is, is it right John Edwards? Like that John, Ed- the guy with the TV show or whatever? Is it kind of like that? It's like if John Edwards did not monetize what he was doing even 1%. Because <laughs> oh, <okay. Like, laughs> that was the issue with John Edwards was like he was and like – I mean, there was also like a ton of fraudulent shit with him, but like he was making a ton of money doing this. And this is just like regular people who train to do this for years and then do it, you know, in outdoor services for 12 people. It's pretty like, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I I enjoyed going last week. Like I haven't been to any sort of church in years before I was like working on this, but 
Yeah, like that's they're they're who John Edward is like ripping from for sure. Um, because my now, my mom used to be obsessed with John Edward when I was. Did you have John Edward moms? Mm, no, no, my mom was. Really. Uh, my mom's spiritual guide was more like uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, that was okay. more. My, that yeah. was more, my mom was like soap opera. Rosie O'Donnell show, uh, Price is Right. Mm-hmm. Type, My mom's um, is uh, Betty Crocker, is what she would say, 100%. She's uh, really, she, she, yeah, she loves baking. I think that's maybe the, the closest she gets to, to being like spiritual. <laughs> Sorry yeah. if that offends you, mom. I know you're listening to this, <laughs> but I, you're very good at baking, and I know, I know it makes you very happy. So. Well, my mom is Catholic. I mean, I guess I should get that out of the way. I mean, I guess that's really more my mom's thing, but I just mean as far yeah. as like TV-wise, my mom mm-hmm. never really got into that whole sort of medium type of yeah. entertainment, like, I, like I we would went say. To, we went to a church growing up for a bit, and then I remember... Uh, looking over at my dad during the sermon once, and he was just like snoring. Uh, and and we were just like, I was going to say, I can't why imagine are we doing this. I can't imagine your parents being at church. That seems well. Weird to my me. my mom was raised Catholic, and okay. then uh, my my dad's dad was pretty religious as well. And I think it was just kind of like, well, we have like kids. I guess this is like what we had growing up. Let's try. It. And then it was right. like, oh, this uh, yeah. this is like a huge waste of time. This sucks. Let's just like <laughs> let's just, like going to church on like Christmas Eve or something. Like no, let's just like stay at home and like. Drink wine and watch The Grinch, you know, like this, this rocks. Ooh, yeah, that's so much better. <laughs> I'm yeah. Jamie. So can I ask a question? So what is the sort of yeah. like, what is the like central tenet of it? Like, what is the idea that makes it sort of different from other? Like, is it that you're supposed to be like learning something from these ghosts or what is the sort of like draw to, oh, I'm a spiritualist as opposed to I'm a, you know, whatever Catholic or you know, whatever. Uh, well, I think that the main draw for people is a, it's fun. It's way more fun than church because you get through the church part and then you get to talk to ghosts that I feel like is genuinely an incentive for me at least. Cause I, I like, you know, it, it's a Christian services are such a fucking drag and then you get to talk to ghosts. Um, but it also, I think like has to do with the like removal of heaven and hell from any Christian narrative. Like there's uh there, they, I think that they technically like their official text is the Bible because they don't have their own formal text, but it's a very easy kind of like uh religion to layer on top of a religion you already had, as long as you're willing to like remove the idea of heaven and hell and like, a great tenet of spiritualism is they like don't believe in like a vengeful God or like a punitive God. Like they believe that whatever, like God is spirit and spirit is all around us. And it's not, uh, it's not mad at you. I think that like genuinely just a religion where, uh, God isn't mad at you, um, seems to bring people a lot of, uh, peace. And then you find a lot of people who are like, whatever, you know, pivoting into like a new phase of life or like just lost someone and like really want to connect. Like there's been a big spike in interest around the religion since like COVID. Cause there's just been like, they're just people who lost a lot of people they met that mattered to them really suddenly and want to connect. And then there's also like goofy fun stuff for us. Like I was talking to this medium a couple of weeks ago in Florida and 
I was like, oh, you know, who do you have coming in the rest of the day? And he's like, I got a family that's looking for treasure. <laughs> and like, <laughs> he, like he'll, you'll get like families who travel to Florida to try to talk to their dead dad who never told them where the treasure was at. Like, right. it right. kind of runs the gamut of things you can do. Uh, and, and they're interesting where it's like they just – I think they probably could make – a fucking killing off of this, but they do not like, it's so it's kind of weirdly fl flying under the radar for like, given how much interest there is and stuff like that right now. It's, it's mm. weird. I mean, Stefan and I, we, you know, Stefan, we've talked about, uh, we've talked about like what our right wing grift could be. Like maybe we could, yeah. maybe this is it. Like maybe you and I got to start talking to ghosts, man. We're the you first spiritualist to, to, to make money. Maybe. Yes. I mean, okay. that would be pretty I mean, sick. <laughs> I mean, you and I would be so, I mean, I'll be honest. We'd be really good at talking to ghosts. Well, I look like I have constantly just seen a ghost. So like that's, Correct. that really mm -hmm. helps. I think, um, well, I'm very comfortable Chongo in. Yeah. Get well, Chongo in there be, in the mix. I feel like I would kind of be your like translator. Like you'd be like, okay, I see your grandpa and your grandpa is nutting right now. He is coming. He's jacking off and he's coming. And then I would be yeah. like, what Stefan is trying to say <laughs> is that your grandpa's actually very excited to be a spirit. He's he's yeah. actually mm -hmm. really embracing that, you know, I know maybe towards the end of his life, he felt like a little bit, you know, you felt like he was sort of isolated and upset, but he's actually loving the spirit world. And then you'd be like, no, no, he's jacking off. And I'd be like, be Stefan, shh, yeah. you know. Yeah, You're like, no, I no, think no, you he's nutting onto you, and and the good thing is if you tell someone, you know, if you get someone in kind of the right state of mind, you're like, no, he's he's jacking, he's jacking. Oh, oh, he just nutted. You know, you can get someone really teared up and very right. emotional. That's yeah, true. Oh, yeah. That's he nutted onto a World War One soldier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was his favorite thing. That was his favorite was thing. Was Grandma used to tell us <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it was just he loved nutting. I I, so I will say we're also, onto something I, here. Yeah, and I'm mm -hmm. comfortable uh, being in like a like a big tent or like a circus tent because my favorite thing uh, in in gym class growing up was whenever we they would bring in the big like parachute. <sighs> And you all oh go under God, the big parachute, yes. right? And that's basically what a circus tent is, right? It's like just a bigger version of that. So I, yeah. I would have a great time under there. That's for a sure. beautiful way of looking at. I have a really bad tent memory. Have I ever? I don't know if I've ever. Have I? Have I talked about like working for Mad Science on the show? I think I have a little bit. Maybe a little bit, but so when I was like uh, getting into becoming a teacher, I worked for this company called Mad Science, where you basically you're like Bill Nye, so you go to like uh, you, you. I did like kids' birthday parties, and you like go to the mall and shit like that, and 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 it's it, it's also an after school program, so you do like eight weeks with like elementary school kids, and you bring this like kit, and you're like, oh, this is the science of toys or whatever, and then you like you know talk about the sort of science behind it or you know, whatever the hell. Anyway, I got contracted to do a mad science performance uh, for like a, uh, it was like a Jewish retreat, I think in, in Whistler. So I drove okay. up to Whistler and it, it was like clearly like Jewish families. So all the kids were like in this tent and I did my like mad science show. And then I guess they didn't really think about the fact that like I would have to be doing like a lot of cleanup and because you plug all this shit in and you've got like I probably had some like fucking goop on the stage or whatever the <laughs> hell you know it's like a cleanup process Not, and right. they really just gave me no time whatsoever 
They, I, so I finish this mad science thing. I like go out of the tent for a second to like go unplug something. I come back in and we are in the middle of a very deep service. And I'm just like on stage beside the rabbi while he oh, is like no. Hebrew, like chanting. Fuck. The people are all in. And I'm just like loudly, like fumbling with <laughs> shit, like putting it in the, the basket. I'm cleaning up. There's like goops spilling on the stage. And they're now everybody's, is this is the wow, goop goops green? getting is a it, lot of play in this story. It, is it is it green slime or it's what like green? Slime? Yeah, it's like green slime. Classic yeah, color got, for slime. Yeah, I've got yeah. the green slime. And like it was the possibly the most uncomfortable I've ever been because I was just like on stage with this yeah. guy. I Did was he like acknowledge the, you at all? No, no, that's what made it way worse. <laughs> no. They were just like completely ignoring me. Oh. And it was like underneath this tent outside of a hotel in Whistler. And oh my God. Uh, yeah, it it's was one thing horrible. if he was like, Nightmare. hey, like we've got our we got our friend from the the mad scientist here or whatever. Like, yeah, take he's your just got to like, clean up his stuff or whatever. He was yeah. just like, nope, boom, Hebrew, let's go. Oh we're, my god, yeah, wow. We're, god. we're reading the Torah. We're getting into it. It was like it was wild. Like it was a deep. It was whatever was going on. It was deeply religious and deeply uncomfortable for me. So oh I don't know. God. I wouldn't do as well in the tent is what I'm saying. I would need a couple okay. spiritual sessions to get over my sort of fear of white sure. tents. Yeah. Would well, you, what if we, you, what if we bring some slime into the mix? I guess that would make things. No, worse, that would probably, make it right? worse. Yeah. Okay. What about, but, what about goop? No tent. Would you, could you just do goop? I could just do goop. I don't need just a goop, tent. No tent. Okay. I, but goop, I, no tent. Okay. Well, what I'm thinking actually is like maybe the goop would be good for us. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, because like that's if like we ectoplasm had, or whatever, right? Yes. Oh, like that's, that's like the sort of manifestation of the sort of thing, you know? Guys, that's a real yeah. thing too. Like it's like if you, <laughs> if you, you can work your way up to goop. I was – I I can't even talk about all of it, but it's like you can work your way up to goop. Okay. 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 I mean, that makes sense. I, you don't have to say anything else, I don't think. And if, you've got, be, if uh, you've got Chongo, I think Chongo would be a great addition to yes. to the whole thing because it's like they've mm-hmm. got trumpets, they've got tables, they got they have a lot of you know accessories, okay. but they don't wow. have they don't really have like a, a a Chongo. You know, they don't have like sure. a, a yeah. specific. They don't you have know, a, do, do they have a podcast? Face. Like I know you're doing a podcast about it, but I assume that's from a like, you know, studious, like you're kind of studying this movement. Like, do they have a they pod? Don't. That, okay. So Stefan, we they get a pod. a bit older. Yeah. We yeah. get goop. Fuck. We, this mm-hmm. could be it. This could be it for us, man. Oh, baby. I'm, yeah. This could be, this could truly be a game changer. I'm ready for this. I'm, I'm so ready to get good? it. Yeah. We could do this. I think. I can I'm hook you up to... with the, I can hook you up with some ghost goop. You know, it's like it's 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 not a problem, and I'm happy to do it. I, I've been networking extensively in the Florida psychic community, uh, and you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good guys in that community, and they would be happy to teach you their goop secrets. Beautiful, excellent. I, love that. I mean, I feel like uh, you and I are always saying, Stefan, we should be spending more time in Florida. Yeah, and getting very goopy, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, one thing, I mean, now this makes me want to go to like Science World, John, and like see some of like the the cool, like fun science stuff they have there. Right? I haven't been to Science yeah. World in like fifteen years. Oh my god, Jamie! Do you know I mean, Science World is this play, like this big dome in Vancouver? I guess it's like. Uh, oh, I yeah. don't know what this is. And it's called, well, it's called, I guess right now it's called the TELUS World of Science. Uh, TELUS is like a Canadian telecommunications company. Uh, so I don't okay. think it's, it's no longer called Science World. 
Um, <laughs> but it has, it's, it's like a uh, kid's like science center. Right. And they've got stuff like, uh, these two, like there's one, one exhibit where it's like these two big, like almost like satellite dishes at either end of like a hall. And uh-huh. there's like a little like metal, like circle in it basically and you can like whisper into it and it like reflects the sound all the way back down to the other one so oh, you can be I know the kind yeah. of place you're talking about those places are fucking great and now They're it's so like, fun reflecting on them now I'm like can they even exist anymore they probably are so like dirty people yeah, get so that's, freaked out now that's the thing I mean I, I feel like they probably got rid of a lot of their exhibits but they had like the coolest thing they had was like uh, John I don't know if you remember and Dan I'm sure you've been there too but like the light room where it's like a it's like a very dark room and then you go in there and then you like do a pose and then there's like this flash and it like fl- it like takes a picture of basically like your shadow up on the wall behind you. Mm, yes. um, That's so cool. It was great. I remember, was I remember this. So now what I'm what I'm hearing here, Stefan, mm-hmm. is we don't go tent. Mm-hmm. We go dome. Yeah. We go tell us so. world of goop. Okay. Yeah. Bingo, bango. Mm-hmm. We're spiritualized. Yeah. We're rich. Um, obviously, Jamie, you'd get a consulting fee for all this. Of course, yeah. So you'd oh, be, ri- mean, you'd be rich you as well. Me, just let me like report on it and it's all good. Like, oh, just let me no observe. Question. If you just need me... Stefan and I to do like talking heads for your pod, I mean, I think we can all probably all, <laughs> already do it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's perfect. That Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I want to get as many authorities and I've already got Chongo uh, on, on contract. I've got con- uh, Chongo on a, yeah, on a consulting contract. So in case, oh. I mean, and I know that now that Chongo's back in the mix, I don't want to like over, you know, but, but if Chongo's saying that he doesn't have any money, you know, you should just know that he's lying because I have been giving him a weekly stipend. So that was the, that was the first thing he said. That was he, literally the first thing he said. That he has no money. Yeah, he said, "I don't have any money. I need money from you guys." Yeah, there. But well, he said it, he bullshit. said it in the goofy voice. He said it in the in the. Yeah, well, how did he well, say? I it? mean, he's well. He said it in a very in a very goofy sort of ridiculous voice. Uh, well, I can't even it, picture this voice though. Like, what? Yeah. I can't. I, I I feel like I can't even get there. I mean, I could pro- I could maybe take a swing at, at doing I think impression. You should of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just <clears> give it a shot. Trying to remember <laughs> the impression I did uh, <laughs> twenty two minutes ago. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, yeah, I think it was a lot like, uh, well, hey guys, I need some money from you. That's actually did, was the impression you did. Yeah. Yeah. And I you, mean, it's you very didn't give much like, money, a, right? A, 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 well, it's I, very goofy. Oh, it's very like, nice. gosh. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Right. Yeah. The whole, the, the, yeah. I mean, you know, goofy, cool, goofy's cool. got a great voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. but that's what Chongo sounds like. To That's me. so funny. To to me, Chago always it's it's always kind of a low hiss. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's and a haunted so doll. I, he's yeah. he's a haunted doll. So that's what he sounds like to me. And uh, you know, when I give him money, he gives me, you know, this little kind of low humming hiss of approval, and that's how I know that it's been successfully deposited into his account. So he doesn't even like speak like English to you. No, he doesn't speak English to me. I wasn't aware that he, he could speak at all. I, I I just get a lot of low guttural hums. Right. No, he's very talkative. Um, wow. I, See, this yeah. is all news. Yeah. I mean, this is why he's haunted, right? So he basically means yeah. he's just like magic, I guess, right? <laughs> he's he is a magic guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're going to get a dome. We'll get some goo. Mm-hmm. Dome, goop. Mm-hmm. Dome, goo. Ghosts. Writing this down. Sp- spiritual, spiritualism. <clears throat> yeah. Spirit, Genuine spirit question. party. 
Yeah. Yes. Would you would you guys ever go to ghost church? Have you ever like tried stuff like that? Like ghosty spiritually stuff? Uh I've been to like a haunted house at a carnival before. I don't know if that okay. counts for anything. And it was that's, pretty scary, but that's I don't not know if that, that counts. I mean, it's weird because Nightmare Alley just came out too, and that mm-hmm. is all about a lot of like early spiritualist like carnival hoaxes so they're always very concerned about bad pr be- due to their carnival roots um but you know what religion doesn't have carnival roots yeah true i think uh i think i, I, did, could, I could go to a ghost church i think john and i could go to a ghost well church for sure. i did I that haunted house where you pay like two thousand dollars and then you win fifty thousand dollars at the end or whatever where the guy just basically tortures you for like 12 hours i did that yeah. one yeah. Oh, the 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 kinky one. Yeah, it's very easy. Uh, it was very easy for me. <laughs> it was I easy. Oh yeah, I was barely bothered. Um, I mean, when you've been haunted by a doll for years, I mean, oh, what are you gonna do? Shock me with a electric wire? Make me feel like I'm buried alive? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so that was actually how I got the money to start Blocked Party. Was uh, was conquering wow. that haunted house. I can't remember what it's called, but. You know, I forgot. I was about always it so wondering that because it. I, I listened to this podcast and I'm just like, this had to have cost a lot. This this couldn't have just happened. Yeah. It doesn't first, just first happen. episode alone was four point five million dollars. It was unbelievable. God. Yeah, that's the, what happens when Jerry Bruckheimer produces it. That, you know, no, it no just, return of uh, like we we've just made no money on this at all. Like we're we're in the red. In the red, still is the bad one, right. 171 in and you're still in the red. I mean, that's, the red that's, is that's bad. incredible. In the red in is, the bad. Red is bad. bad to be in the red. Okay. A lot, yeah. But this is the thing is a lot of people do think podcasts are like, oh, yeah, I just get a microphone and I start talking. And that those are people who don't make money. And we don't either, but we don't make less money than them. Yeah. We built, right. a, we built a set. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. We built a set that is like to scale of like John's entire apartment. And like that's where we record from. Um, that is yeah, no so one comes into amazing. my actual apartment. No, yeah, we don't. We don't fuck around with that. That's no, for sure. but to kind of just maintain, uh, it, just to make it feel real, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. we, That's we the important have, thing. Podcasts yeah. are all fake now. You know what I mean? Like we had to be, we had to step up and say, shit's got to start getting real. Well, I haven't. I still haven't even paid off my my surgeries from before I started podcasting because I like reconstructed basically yeah. everything before I was even comfortable getting on mic in my bedroom because i use yeah. my original bedroom and i think that that's why you know sometimes people are like oh i feel you know like that that helps parasocially to be you know just mm-hmm. in my actual bedroom but what people don't realize is it's not my real my original face or body like it's all yeah. completely different and that you have to do that now you can't people just think oh podcasting they don't see me i can be anybody but you can't be anybody yeah. you have I became, to uh, i became addicted to brazilian butt lifts to the point where my ass is between my shoulder blades now so yeah right. um, and and i don't think you would be the same if if that hadn't happened no he wouldn't be no he wouldn't be and i i've always said stefan to keep going some people have said it's enough bbls and i'm always the one saying <laughs> absolutely not it's not i want to get to the point where it's on the back of my head and i look like the xenomorph from alien but it's mm-hmm. an when ass I- on the back of my head 
Whenever I'm like on the table getting one of my many BBLs, I just like to sometimes <laughs> shout out double it and see if Why they not? will. We're, Why we're not? here already. They're already I don't want to come back next week. They're so. already It'll in. cost less. Yeah, I, I will be back next Saturday. I don't know if I could ever, you know, be on a podcast without the comfort of knowing that I have humongous jugs and a juicy <laughs> little ass. Oh, and 100%. And I... I yeah. went so for for a woman that's absolutely correct. For a man, it's actually opposite. Right. I had to make my dick much smaller. Um, I went in and I just I shrunk it way down, and that's just okay. you know that's just part of relating, right? Like that's but how you relate a juicy to the audience. Little ass though, I mean, juicy oh, little ass has gender. Oh, yeah. I have a great way. You didn't have to touch that. I mean, that's just I didn't. Like- <laughs> yeah, I was already I was already caked up from years of professional curling, so I didn't have to worry about that as much. But I did have to have my dick taken in quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I think people can hear that when they listen to the show. They go, you know what? This is a this is a guy that's on my level. This is a podcast I'm comfortable listening to. They don't want they don't want to turn on their you know their iPhone or whatever in the morning on Monday and be like, what? does this guy have a huge dick? No. Do, you know do, what I mean? Turn on your iPhone in the no. I, I leave my phone on at night, John. Do you turn oh, your phone I turn off mine at off night? every night. I do a hard factory reset every night. That's just wow. how it is. Yeah. Uh, now, this is a stupid question, but I feel like this is a question that has haunted me for, for many years. If you turn your phone off, but you have the alarm still on at a certain time, does it turn on and then like play the alarm? I feel like it used to do that. I don't know if it still does. Well, Dan, that's a Dan good is question. Nodding. I believe it does. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not. Okay. I mean, my phone is just charging next to me, so I'm just going to have it on, I guess. I don't anyway, even know, I don't know like, the answer to that, to be fully honest. Okay. Wow. That's a great stupid guy question for me, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be thinking about this a lot tonight. Maybe hey, I'll try all, it. I don't know. We're all pretty stupid. To get back yeah. to your original question, Jamie, I would mm-hmm. go to ghost church, but I don't think, like, I think it would be a situation where it's like, if I lived in LA and you were like, hey, John, I'm going to this ghost church. You should come to this ghost church with me. It would be mm-hmm. very funny. And, and, and you should bring Becca. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's all go to ghost church. Yes. But for me to just like, just go to ghost church, I yeah. think the answer is right. probably no. Like it, mm-hmm. I, I would want it to be a kind of like, it would be important for me to have it be sort of like a shared experience. Like, would you have gone if it wasn't for doing this project? Uh, yes, I had already been. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what started the the project down the road. Yeah, I like I went out of curiosity a couple times like five years ago, and then okay. it was just like always like something that I was thinking about and then when yeah then when there's like a huge spike in interest and i realized that there's like not a ton like the most popular thing about spiritualism is either about like the carnival era like nothing about the modern era or there's like a bright eyes album named after the florida spiritualist camp and that's like kind of it so i was like oh there you know i i want to i want to learn about all the ghosts and I want, I want to, uh, I want them to talk to my ghosts and see if, see if the, my ghosts are up to snuff, see what's going on. Apparently there's a guy named Don and a lady named Helen and they just follow me around guys. Whoa. You ever notice these guys? No. Are they, are they there right now? They're, uh, I think so. I mean, generally okay. they're, they're supposed Damn. to be with you all the time. I yeah. don't know if they take breaks or. If Were they, they a couple in, in real life or like, they no. unrelated? No. Whoa. But no. They Do you think are, there's something there between them now, though? Like, they've been doing this for a while? Yeah, they're like, I they have so. you in common? Yeah. 
I hope so. I mean, I hope that they have like some kind of, you know, connection because otherwise it's probably a kind of a boring job if their job is to just follow me around and, and gently uh, reassure me at all hours of the day. <laughs> but but apparently Don has been with me for hundreds of years. So Don is, Don is used wow. to it. He knows. Don. I know. I don't know. Yeah. So these are the sorts of things that uh, I've been learning recently. So I missed last week because I, me, Don, Helen, the whole gang, we <laughs> mm-hmm. we went to Ghost Church and uh, we we saw someone named Reverend Donna speak and then uh, tell me what was going on with with my ghosts. Well, I'm glad that in some ways I'm glad you missed trivia party because that was a wonderful a wonderful time. And speaking of exploring things, let's explore our social media in our social media updates. What a good segue. Boy, was it smooth. Stefan and John are going to bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied takes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social, social, social media. Ooh. Jamie, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media? What is going on in my social media right now? Uh, I was uh, recently on on my social media. I've been um, I've been trying to take it easy and really not succeeding. Uh, <laughs> I have been uh, most recently. Let me look into my recent searches because I know I was I was looking for the same um, the same Nicole Kidman clip today for a really 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 long time. Uh, I was looking for uh, fan cuts that, you know, when you're like, oh, I think that this fan cut should exist and then it somehow doesn't. Um, yeah, I was I was looking for more fan cuts of the uh, the Nicole Kidman AMC commercial. And I was truly stunned that there is just a complete dearth of them to the point where I'm kind of becoming motivated to take it on as my own pet project. A lot of people like to share the original and it's a classic, but there's been there's been absolutely no one who has taken up the mantle to uh to remix it a little, change it up. Now the um, the original commercial was when AMC was like I guess when stuff was kind of like reopening. Uh mm-hmm. like theaters were reopening and then uh Nicole Kidman is like in the movie theater by herself or something. Yes, she's watching uh she's watching Wonder Woman by herself. She's watching Jurassic Park by herself. Okay. She's wearing a, a pinstripe suit. She's completely <laughs> okay. alone. She's yeah. using she's in and out of her Australian accent as if she couldn't decide whether she was going in as herself or as her like <laughs> American Nicole Kidman before yeah. they started filming the commercial. Uh, and yeah, she's completely, and, and the best part is that everyone always points out is that she hasn't been in a movie that's debuted in theaters in like five years. (laughs) Like she's only made stuff for like Netflix and Amazon and she hasn't even made anything for movie theaters in a long time, but she has that great line where she's like, uh, she's like, even heartbreak feels good in a place like this. And now (laughs) every time I go to an AMC, people like. Have you been in the theater when that comes on? Do they have it in Canada? No, we, we don't have, have, we have Cineplex. Yeah, up here. we don't have AMC. Oh up here. my God. Yeah. You guys, when you go to, because I go to the AMC, I've got the, pl- I'm going, the, I'm going to see Cyrano, you know, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. 
and before, yeah, before both times when I saw House of Gucci, she comes up right before the movie now. It's a minute long. She, you know, she talks about laughing and crying. And then she says, even heartbreak feels good in a place like this. And then it's just like her <laughs> watching Jurassic Park alone. And, uh, and, and uh, at the end, she turns to camera and says, like, welcome and then and then the movie starts and audiences go nuts like they <laughs> anytime she turns to camera and says welcome uh people like cheer it, it was like a crowd of i went to see what well, i went I, I was seeing house of gucci again and <laughs> the whole crowd just erupted into applause to get because they were so excited to see you know jared leto in the fat suit soon yeah and nothing warms you up for jared leto in the fat suit like nicole kidman uh welcoming you back to the theater that she's rented out for just herself to watch house of gucci was so much fun uh because i i really liked when jeremy irons came on and he was just like i'm not gonna i'm just gonna talk like jeremy irons i'm not gonna no accent i think there were a couple words here or there where he's like he put like a little something on it, I guess, but like put a little fungals every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, but, but the majority of it is just like no, I'm just Jeremy Irons. It was so good. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie is uh, a very fun time. But so I think the Canadian equivalent of the Nicole Kidman ad is um, we have this uh, this Cineplex like points program called Scene Points. Um, Ooh. and before before every movie, there's these little CGI popcorn kernels, and one of them is like super buff. He's just like a bigger popcorn kernel, I guess. Um, and they're <laughs> okay. like, uh, well, the, the movie's about to start. And then he's like, hey, hold on. And the buff guy shows up and he like flies like a scene, like a Scotiabank scene credit card or debit card into like the little machine thing. Uh, and then they get a bunch of like scene points and they're sitting on the movie started and they're like sitting on on the top of the seat and they're kind of all along the seat there. And I think they... I think they're also maybe – I forget if they're eating popcorn or not, um, which kind of throws a wrench into oh, the whole I mean, thing. That, but. That's dark. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, so I, I don't know why this is important to me. Are they like 2D? Are they like 3D? 3D. Are they're like 3D. a 3D. Yeah, like a, yeah. Oh. like a Donkey Kong Country style uh, kind of 3D But they don't animation. have – they don't have like – like eyes or mouths it's just like the formation of the popcorn kernel is designed to look like oh that's where the eyes would go that's where the mouth would be you know um yeah like jumping around and stuff and like um it's really insane um but that's kind of like that's the big that's the canadian version i think of uh either that or we had a thing we had a thing called time play uh well i think the lead the leader of them is called the colonel you know, <laughs> which makes total sense. That's how it started. That's the only reason the commercial got made is someone was sitting in a production meeting being like, hey, hold you on, guys, hold on, hold you guys did you guys get this? For, yeah. How have you ever done the, this before? The leader of the popcorn should be called Colonel. I mean, the Colonel. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had a thing called Time Play, which was like trivia at the movies. They put it on the screen before the movie started. You could play it on your phone. And you could like uh-huh. win prizes and stuff. And then we also yeah, you had play against other people that were in the theater that were in the yeah. theater at the same time. And then mm-hmm. we uh, we had a guy called uh, Tanner Zipchen who was like the Cineplex. No. He would like interview everyone basically. Yeah. And he got fired, and everyone was so bummed out about it. But I, yeah. I think the closest thing to Nicole Kidman <gasps> is the CGI popcorn kernel. I'm sorry. This is, uh, with all due respect to Canada, I'm watching these. <laughs> these are horrifying these are so yeah. scary 
I think we're used to them you at didn't... this point. But oh, are you looking at the popcorn guys right now? <laughs> their eyes, their eyes are other kernels with like no, yeah, yeah. that just like holes, just holes in their yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I don't like them. I'm sorry, you guys. These guys are these guys are nasty. No, it, it's okay. No, I don't think be we're sorry. Just, we're just I mean, used to them right. at this point. Yeah. I think, but uh, I don't go to the movies basically, they, so it just yeah. doesn't bother me. They look like fetuses. I mean, they look because yeah. they have those like little fleshy mouth. Popcorn shouldn't look like flesh. I see. I see that. I like the Colonel though. I like his hat. He's got the little. He's got the Colonel hat. Yeah, you the know? little hat. Yeah. And then there's the, did the big buff guy show up? The big buff guy is there. Oh, they just yeah. winked at each other. I hate this. Yeah. I don't like this at all. You guys got. You guys got to get the Nicole Kidman commercial going. We um, can't afford her. We can't. It would be for us. It would be a much less it'd be Piper Parappa. I think. <laughs> yes, great. It that's was... <laughs> a great poll. That's a great Coyote Ugly poll. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. That's who we would get. Actually, We'd no. Get, you know you what know? it'd be if it's Canadian? It would be like, Sarah, it would be like Amy Amy Smart. Yeah, Sarah like, Pauly. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, someone like that. Yeah, we yeah we wouldn't be able to afford Nicole Kidman. That's for sure. It would no. be, it would be depressing. Um, Stefan, what's going on in your social media? Uh, well, I mean, not like a lot. I've been retweeting the Possum account a lot recently. Um, but I I did want to. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to bring up Elden Ring here because you're going to bring it up next, John. So, yeah. Um, I will say, and this is something that I have seen people talk about on social media. So, so I think it is related to what I'm about to bring up here, but I did, we did finally get, if we're talking about Canada getting stuff late, we just got three new LaCroix flavors. Mm. Uh, and, Mm -hmm. and I, I tried one of them, John, you've tried one of them as well. Um, Mm -hmm. but we got, uh, guava, like wild blackberry or something. And then the one that I got today was beach plum, which I, yeah. So I, that's, I was confused when I first heard of it. Um, Jesse had had it before on the stream. It sounded delightful and it is, Uh it's very good. Um, very confusing. I don't, I don't know what a plum is not a real thing. I I mean, that's mostly just what I, is there a regular plum flavor? That they had no, to distinguish it like that? I don't think there no. is. Uh, the difference is that I think on the box, there's like there's like a beach scene. There's like some yeah, it's sand like a plum or something. like sitting on a beach chair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. I'm just like very confused. Like it feels to me like like the LaCroix equivalent of like blue raspberry, you know? When they're yeah. just like making up a fruit right. and a flavor. And it's not like, a real thing. Like the only time I've seen beach plums is when I'm at the nude beach, if you know what I mean. Excellent. And wow. John did run, he, he ran that by us before we came on. I ran that by on. us before we got in. And you know what? It got, got a our great approval. reaction from Stefan yeah. and Dan. And I thought, yeah. you know what? Well, I didn't know you were going to talk I about LaCroix was... on the show. Well, so. I mean, you know, it's, it I is I thought really it was good, a little though. offensive, but. Um, <laughs> That's but fair. No, you're right. That's fine. You're right. I'll dial it You know what? I'm going to actually look up. I'm going to look up what a beach plum is right now. What it's is not a real, it, it's not I'm a real say thing. I'm going to say it's not a thing. It can't be real. Uh, it's oh, like, no, it, it is real. It's a real thing. What? Uh, Prunus maritima, the beach plum, is a species of plum native to the east coast of the United States from Maine to Maryland. Although sometimes listed as extending to New Brunswick, the species is not known from collections there and does not appear uh, in the works on, on the flora of that Canadian province. It's a deciduous shrub. Um... It's well, like it's people blueberries. eat these. Like I feel like people don't eat, actually eat them, though. I mean, I, I I think they do. They grow on sand dunes. I mean, this is like a legitimate thing. And now I feel like Fuck a fucking off. idiot. Well, no, uh, for you not shouldn't because it doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's because mm. we're both West Coasters, but 
It's, I don't know. I mean, I've never, I mean, Jamie, you grew up in Massachusetts. So was yeah, there and like I'm a, looking at this and I'm like, if I ever saw these, I was like, oh, look at these. Like, they look like blueberries. Like what even, they just look like blueberries. So they're small. They're not yeah. like a big, they're not like a big plum that we like. I, I think of a plum as being like, you know, ping pong ball sized or like a little no. bigger. They look, they look smaller. They do look smaller. Yeah. I like think. you can get a handful of them. Um, so I'm reading up on, on LaCroix's like press release about this. Um, and, and they said, uh, I mean, this is insane. Beach plum excites the imagination and incites dreams of summer with the delectable coolness of the luscious fruit native to the East coast of the U S. Um, it just tastes like, it tastes like a plum. It just tastes like a regular plum. It like, doesn't that's incite summer to like 90% of the nation no, who see the can and they're like, what the fuck is a beach plum? It actually a plum pisses is something, me off. A plum is something that I eat like once every three years, maybe. Um, I'll see a plum at the store and be like, I haven't had a plum for a while. I haven't had a plum in like three years. I'm gonna have a plum now. Um, I look, I'll say this, the beach, the beach plum LaCroix, it tastes good. But it just tastes like a regular plum to me, which I guess right. is what a beach plum is. It just grows in the sand. I um, kind of wonder if th- this is like a LaCroix attempt to get the East Coasters to like take on LaCroix as their seltzer of choice. Because East Coaster, at least in New England, like LaCroix is – there's been valiant efforts over the years to make LaCroix our our choice. But we keep going back to the the sweet – uh, nasty flavors of Polar Seltzer instead. Yeah, I was going to say Polar yeah. is the East Coast Seltzer brand. I think Polar Polar will ma- put fucking anything in a plastic bottle and make you pay two dollars <laughs> for it. They ha- they use they have chocolate. They have chocolate <laughs> seltzer. They have like chocolate what? peppermint Polar Seltzer, and I used I to, to sip 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 that shit up. It was disgusting. I would sip it. I'd sip it. That's a, that's a holiday flavor. It. I'd sip wow. it. Wow. And like around Christmas time, I'd sip that shit. I mean, I like, you guys remember the holiday Pepsi? Like, I think I was the only person on earth that actually liked holiday Pepsi. What was it supposed to taste like? Oh, it it was like, uh, it had kind of like a gingerbread-ish flavor, but then they also would put like red food coloring in it. So it kind of looked like red. I think Um, I would like that. I think I would honestly like it because I like winter spice beers and stuff. Yeah. So Pepsi Holiday Spice is a Pepsi flavor officially released on November 1st, 2004 in the US and Canada, only released as a limited edition soda flavor for the holiday season of 2004 and 2006. Then it was discontinued. Wow. And it was a, com- a combination of ginger and cinnamon flavored soda, and it was red brown in color. I loved it, okay. and everyone like shit on me for loving it. But I was well, like, I, I was all like in. The, so. the the Pepsi, what's the one or the Coke that just came out? The Coke, oh, uh, the Starlight one or whatever. Yeah. Do we have that in Canada? Yes, we do. I looked it oh, up. It, Dan has one right there. Oh, Dan's oh. drinking <gasps> it right now. Okay, is it good? Dan, Dan. How would you describe it, Dan? Because pe- people have been saying there's a cotton candy flavor to it. Yeah, it's very cotton candy. Tasting, it's good. Wow. I like it. Oh, I think okay. I would like that. I will. Yeah. I to me, it sounded like it would maybe taste like I used to mix grenadine in Coke, and Ooh, I love okay. that. That's and good. then I feel like that's like maybe what it would taste like. Yeah, it's kind of similar. Mm. Oh, baby, hook it up. Get, hook it to my veins, baby. I don't really. Drink <laughs> I didn't even know caffeine. Did, did you guys do? Uh, I someone gave me a bottle of gingerbread Mountain Dew during the holidays. What? Uh, I just had one of those horrible. as well the other day. Also very good. I, Damn, what I do you mean the other day? Like it's, it's, it. it's it's almost March. Yeah, well, uh, where did you get it? Did you just hoard them? <laughs> the corner store by my spot, Adam. 
Oh, when, okay, got the what, plug. I checked What's the, the best day, before though? date. It was yesterday or the day before. That was the best before date? No, the best before date was in like May. Okay. All yeah, right. I'm just good. making sure here. Yeah. Okay. I just want I just want to run down these polar flavors because I like okay. they are unhinged. And so this was their heart, their most recent holiday spread. Mint chocolate is the first seltzer flavor. I drink it. Yeah. Okay. Let me know about these. Boston cream pie. No, thank mm, you. I don't think that's so. disgusting. <laughs> Vanilla pear. I would drink that. I don't like pear, but that sounds good if you liked I like pear. It sounds pear, like a I think I would. I think yeah. I would try that. Yeah. Butter rum. Oh no! Oof. No, thank you. Ah, disgusting. Nope. And and this one I thought was fascinating. Eggnog. Mm, no, because eggnog has to be like thick. Eggnog right? is gross. Anyway, it would be. I don't it would be weird no, drinking it's eggnog seltzer, you guys. Yeah. So it's, there's no uh, yeah. calories in it, but it tastes just like eggnog. Having the but eggnog it, flavor, but with the bubbles, I think would just be too much carbonated. for me. Yeah, and oh, no milk, and because it's water, but it's eggnog. There, oh. that's what I'm saying. Sometimes I, I like Lacroix. You know, when I moved to the West Coast, I, I fully adapted to Lacroix. But it seems like beach plum is like they're trying. They're kind of like you know punching above their weight a little bit they're like we can do something completely fucking demented and it's like call me back when there's eggnog Lacroix. yeah Beach that's plum, not demented enough yeah do it or don't <laughs> yeah no i think that's great call john what's going on in all your right social well media? Stephen, Here we go. this is Let's more go. for you than it is for yeah. me isn't it so yes we've already talked about this the video game elden ring came out this uh past friday and um you know <laughs> I don't, I love video games, obviously. I'm not telling tales out of school. It's not like I don't care for video games. I just, I'm not, pardon me, anyone who ever described like Elden Ring or the Dark Souls games to me was just like, they're insanely hard. They're barely fun, but they're also really fun. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. When I play video games, I'm not generally looking to be overly challenged. I like a little bit of a challenge, don't get me wrong, but I'm not about to die over here. Uh, you know, trying to beat one little thing. So I just made this tweet, just innocuous tweet yesterday afternoon. I wrote, everyone I know playing Elden Ring is like, I've changed my character four times and restarted the game six times. I've also died 2,000 times. But honestly, this is the best video game experience of my life. Because that is how it feels. Like, people are tweeting about this, basically be, like, explaining things that sound horrendous. Mm -hmm. It'd be like, oh, I, I went out to this beautiful steakhouse and I had a meal that tasted like rotten eggs and dog shit. It was the best meal of my life. Like, it felt like, it feels like people are, like, punking me. And then Stefan, I thought he was subtweeting me, but it actually makes it even funnier that he wasn't. Because about eight hours later, Stefan basically word for word <laughs> recreates my tweet making fun of people who like Elden Ring. Stefan <laughs> tweets, just warped to a new area way above my level, galloped through the entire thing trying to find the map, was just about to get it, and then got killed by an exploding dung beetle. A plus 10 out of 10 perfect gaming experience. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was wonderful. It was. It was just like there's something when about I, I it. I messaged you and I was like, "Yeah, Stefan, you don't usually subtweet me or no. like anybody." And I was like, "Did you subtweet me here?" And you were like, "No, I didn't even see your tweet." And I was like, "That is the best possible solution." Yeah, or but it, best it, I will say thing. it was. It was a great. I mean, it's something you just have to like. I have. I've never beaten any of like the Dark Souls games, but I've played a lot of them. Um, they just get like too difficult, and like I think the furthest I've gotten is in Bloodborne. Uh, or maybe Sekiro, but uh, like I, 
I still have so much fun playing them because it really is just so until you hit a wall that you can't get past. It is so satisfying, uh, like fighting a boss like 20 times and then beating him. I know this sounds psychotic to a lot of people, but, uh, and the thing with Elden Ring is that it's like this huge open world. So if you get stuck on a boss, you can just like walk a different direction for a while and like find something else to do. Um, and it is very fun. And I did get killed by an exploding dung beetle. And the thing with that is that there are all these dung beetles that are like rolling these like glowing balls of dung around. And if you kill them, you usually get like, like little power ups or, uh, it like refills your, your flask or whatever, uh, to heal yourself with. And this one, it was like a huge ball of dung. And I was like, Oh my God, hell yeah, here we go. Uh, and then it just like exploded and killed me. Instantly. I saw this huge ball of dung and I was, I was like, so excited like, to see the big ball of dung. Go. Yeah. Oh my God. I was, I was very excited. Um, but yeah, it is, it's, it's a particular type of game. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are playing it and are enjoying it. Oh, they it, but certainly are. It, it, yeah. It, it's, yeah, the, the video game channel in our Discord is pretty much exclusively Elden Ring discourse at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I do, yeah. I do get, like, there is something pleasant, whether it's, like, gaming or, like, even just, like, a TV show that is very punishing, but you keep watching it. Like, there is something nice about being punched in the face and saying thank you to, like, a little piece of culture it's nice it, it it really is it's just a lot of i think it's fun seeing everyone kind of discover this at the same time too and, and be like oh have you gone to like this weird area yet have you gone here it, you know have you gone there you know what it reminds me of reminds me of when everybody said that fiona apple album was good it's like the <laughs> same it's like the exact same thing it's like you know what? It took me 17 listens. Uh, it was, you know, very challenging. I could hear her using the can opener on that one song. And then the other song, her dog was barking through half of it. At first, I didn't quite get it. But then my 17th listen, I was laying in the bath. My head just mostly slipped underwater. And I finally was like, you know what? This is the best album I've ever heard in my life. And it's like, you do have to be concussed to really let it in. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, fuck off. Like it's not every, it's okay. it felt like it felt like every reviewer gave it 10 out of 10 and never listened to it again. That's what <laughs> it feels like with Elden Ring. Like Stefan, you said, you're like, I've never even finished any of these games, but I love them. They're the best games I've ever played. Yes. That makes no sense. This if is they were the best the game. You'd finish it. This is the first one that I think I'm going to finish, I think. Um, but I, like I just like I said, I just killed a big dragon in a swamp right before this. Uh, I posted a tweet right before we came on of a clip of me fighting a giant, just like a giant, I guess, uh, mm. and then rolling, jumping off a cliff on my horse by accident. And like, I think other games, I'd be so mad. But it's like in a game like this, it's like, oh, yeah, that was like my fault completely, you know? And like, I'm just I'll just go back there again and like and like fight the giant again. I mean, it's. I know it's insane, but it really is so much fun. And I'm going to make John play it at some point. All right. Well, I'm happy for you and I'm happy for everybody else that's enjoying it. Let's 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 move on to our block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tale. Woo. No longer can see the post. It's a block tale. Woo. You probably deserved it. It's a block tale. Jamie, uh, we yeah. found out before the show that <laughs> you are, like Stefan and I, also now best friends with Tony Hawk because uh, the two of you have something in common just like Stefan and I do with him. We do. We both have beef with the, with the IOC. 
<laughs> Tell us all about it. The International <laughs> Olympic Committee, for those of you who don't know. Uh, yeah, Jamie, fill us in. So I knew nothing about the International Olympic Committee before uh, I ended up in like a months long uh, battle with them in 20, I guess it would have been 2018, that I eventually lost. Um, but what and and now it's like whatever like 4 years on I'm extremely anti olympics for reasons that aren't extremely petty but at the time what I I was watching the winter the winter olympics were in 2018 last time right correct yeah south korea okay yes so i was uh i i was that unfortunately i was at a point in my life where i was uh buying a mike's heart and going to see itania basically every day <laughs> Leading up to those Winter Olympics. So I was like, normally I do not give a shit about any Olympic sport. It's just not for me. But uh, but because I had been seeing Itanya every single day, I was like, I'm going to watch figure skating this year. And I'm going to get really into it. So... I was uh, I was watching it, you know, like as it was happening, I had like a designated friend. And I started re-editing... I guess it kind of scratches that same itch of what I want to do with the Nicole AMC stuff. <laughs> but uh, but I, I started downloading clips of the Olympics of figure skaters. And then I would just like repost the same video, but I would switch out the music with an audio book. And so it would be like, wow, <laughs> Nathan Chen, like, did an amazing routine to, like, Susie Orman's, like, 20 tips to, like, how to not fuck your bank up or whatever, like, whatever book she – so I started doing those. And I did a bunch of them and people liked them and I, I kept going. I had like, you know, I had like Russians skating to Dr. Phil. I had, you know, I had Swedes uh, skating to the Alchemist. I had a lot of stuff. I had, oh, I had like people skate skating to like uh, celebrity memoirs. Like I had them skating to this book about the view. It was just fun. And I was on a roll for a couple of days between view when I wasn't uh, watching I Tanya, I was editing these videos. And uh, one day I logged into Twitter and I, you know, I couldn't because I had been uh, now. I mean, it wasn't even that the IOC had blocked me is that they had like filed a complaint about mm -hmm. my account. And, uh, I sort of like didn't think that much about it. And I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to like argue fair use, which it was. And then it'll be fine. And I'll get my account back and maybe I'll just be locked out for a couple of days. Uh, but days passed and eventually the Olympics ended. And like it, you know, I, I never I never got it back. And so I sort of started to freak out a little bit because I had had this account since I was like, 14 which in <laughs> retrospect probably good that it's gone but like at the time i was like i've spent 10 long years like building up some of the all of my worst ideas in one place like where where is all this fucking genius shit gonna go if if this happens and uh so i started you know like i i uh figured out that I had been blocked by the IOC specifically and that if I want, you know, I reached out to Twitter, they're like, you're going to have to take it up with the IOC. Here's their contact. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to take it up with them. So they like Twitter 
completely like rolled over for the IOC. <laughs> They're like, we believe it's fair use. We see what you're saying. That said, you're going to have to go to like Mr. Olympics and, uh, and, and plead your case. <laughs> And eventually it's, I want to say, I, I know that there was at least like one phone call, like wherever they're headquartered. I like had to call at a weird time. In Switzerland, like, I think. Switzerland, yeah. Yes. Okay. I was like, I, I will feel insane if I said I had to call up Switzerland, but I guess I did. I, I yeah. called Switzerland. I'm pretty sure it's in Zurich. Yeah. So I, I called, you know, I emailed them. They said, we're evaluating the situation and we'll get back to you. They they said, uh, you know, if we do give you your account back, you'll have to delete the videos. And I said, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, it's fine. Uh, I called Switzerland and uh, they, they didn't pick up because they were busy with the Olympics. Uh, and then I, I kept calling Switzerland. It was like the fucking notebook. I called Switzerland for like weeks I called their number every single day and then finally I got an email from Twitter <laughs> saying that the IOC had told them that they were not going to give me my account back they didn't even tell me directly <laughs> oh my god wow I had left so many voicemails and I was just like hey me again I just <laughs> wondered if we could pick up this case um, I know you're really busy <laughs> with the Winter Olympics but if you could get back to me that would be really awesome and so I like after a while I was like okay no like I could have lived with if no one ever received the messages I was like okay that would make sense what stings to this day is that someone was receiving all of the messages and instead of just picking up once or calling me back, they then reached out to Twitter and said, like, I can't, I don't want to, it's like breaking up with someone via your friend. It's yeah, so mean. what the hell? That's so insane. It's so mean. So yeah, then I never got my account back and I, uh, I, it, in the biggest L of my entire life. I'm like, let me just start another Twitter account instead of realizing that I had actually just been, you know, set free. <laughs> yeah. They did you a favor. Been yeah. given a, a phenomenal yeah. gift. Yeah. The, the IOC is headquartered in Lausanne. So Terlinda, just to correct myself, not Zurich, but yeah, it's so it's weird because, you know, I work in sports media a little bit. I'm sure actually Jamie, mm -hmm. your dad probably went through this too. Like it's yeah. just this like accepted thing that the IOC is like, the most tyrannical organization They're about, their own, about their own about their own content. I had no idea. Yeah, it's I, like, like I, it's, it's a set thing. It's like they don't give anyone permission to use their stuff ever. Like even still in Canada, like one of the biggest sports moments in our country's history in 2010 when we won the gold medal game in overtime on home soil. Like uh -huh. TSN still can't show that on TV. They, would, they have to show like the still Olympics, clips. Yeah, during pictures. the Olympics, like. Yeah, exactly. Still, I was going to say, like, the sports center would be, they would show just pictures. And they kind of zoom in on the pictures to simulate movement because they, they weren't the broadcast. It was CBC was the broadcaster. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so TSN was like the biggest sports broadcaster in Canada, or at, at the time they were at least. I don't know if they still are, but they would show, they'd be like, oh, yeah, this is like the hockey game between Canada and Switzerland today. And then it would just be like five, like, Getty images that they slowly zoomed in on. Yeah. It was insane. Ugh, it's crazy. That and is I, so fucking weird. Like, I never understand stuff like that. I'm like, why don't you want people to talk about the Olympics? Like, what? 
I don't understand. It's yeah. very weird. I don't get it either. And I actually went yeah. through it in the Olympics this time around. And I think I only got lucky because I quote tweeted someone or no, it was a, okay. it was a, it was a handheld video. So it wasn't a screen capture. Uh, it was like my friend sent it to me and it was this curling commentator who clearly didn't know anything about curling. Um, so I was like <laughs> making fun of them and then it got like quite a bit of like retweets and replies and stuff. And then I got a message from the IOC basically being like, yeah, we deleted this tweet. And I was, and I had a, I was like, oh my God, they're going to shut down my account. Cause I knew that they had like gone crazy for stuff like that before, but I got really lucky. But the thing that pissed me off the most is that the guy who I guess issued the DMCA request or whatever, his name was Jonathan friend. And I was uh, like, uh, no. excuse me, you're no friend of mine, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> you little fucking sicko. Yeah. Imagine that, like, taking the job to just be the minion of the IOC, <laughs> just fucking zapping people trying to make little jokes. It's not nice. No, it's not nice. It's so dumb. It makes no sense. And so, yeah, I I understand, like, I don't understand why they did it, but I know, like, the IOC is crazy about that stuff. So I at least know, like, that, yeah, you you're going to get caught for doing stuff like that. I got, yeah. So, I mean, I got, I got a new lease on life. I started a new Twitter account. I changed I, I, And then, and then I started podcasting and I got surgery and I don't even look like I did. <laughs> at that, so thank goodness at that you time. have the new account. It's more representative of you as in your current state. It's the real me. Yeah. yeah so I, in retrospect, it, it was a good thing. But uh, at the time, I mean, it like it, it fucking sucked. I was like, I don't oh, know what yeah. I'm going to. How many followers do. did you have at the time? I don't. I don't remember. I, it was like, a, a, to me, it was a lot. It was like 40,000 or something. Oh, that's like a it, lot. It, yeah. It was a lot. for, And I was like. It took 10 years. Like it just, it took for fucking ever. I had, I mean, there was stuff on there that I'm probably, probably is great that it's gone, but there's also stuff that I was like, oh man, like I, I used to use, like when I started using Twitter, I used it as like a journal when no one used the website. And I was like, you know, 14, 15 years old. And I would like tweet how like class, I was like stuff I wish I had, but then it was nuked, and now someone someone else uses the handle now because eventually they freed oh, up yeah. the handle after right. and now months, someone else has it. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. wow. Yeah, it's like because that's the thing too. It's like it's one thing if a person has barely any followers and they're kind of doing that, nuke their account. Who cares? But like you'd think that they would try to come up with some sort of settlement option or whatever for accounts that have like legitimate followings that are clearly like, it's not like you were making money off the videos or anything like that. Like, it's just such a, it's so stupid. It was cute. Like it was, it was cute. Well, Oh wait, let's see who's now there's a, yeah. Wow. Who has the, is it like a, is it like, are they selling sunglasses? Like what's going on? Is it a crypto thing? <laughs> No, I think it's just a regular person. They, they, it's uh, Kalen, Saturn emoji, mirror emoji, heart emoji, a scorpion in teddy bear's clothing. Good for her. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. I'm happy for, for her too. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Kalen, Saturn emoji. 162 followers. Look, there's. This handle's had better days. This handle's seen better days. Been, but, you know, best of luck to Kaylin and her social media journey. 
Best of luck. We wish we're, we salute you, Kalen. We have a great listener block as well. This is uh, also in the sports realm. And uh, Stefan, I think you'll particularly enjoy this. This one comes in from Alex. And uh, the subject is just uh, that they were blocked from their friend's fantasy football league. So and oh, I boy. feel like Stefan, you're I think I know where this, this is going. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, I got a dumb one for you. About 10 years ago or so, some of my friends had put together a fantasy football league for the NFL season, and they were short a few people. So they brought in a few people from our friend group who aren't really football fans to round out the numbers. They were taking it pretty seriously and diagrammed out how they wanted to put their teams together. On the day of the draft, we all got together at someone's house and they spent some time discussing trades, matchups, etc. Instead of using this time to learn how the scoring system works or which players and defenses were good, I put together a list for the draft that let me have an entire roster of guys who were playing in the CFL that year. <laughs> I scored zero points every week that year, but I managed to actually win one week as another one of my friends had somehow managed to put together a team that caused him to forfeit every single week. Neither of us had been invited back for another season. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. Yeah. I got to get back into ruining mock drafts, but yeah, they've made it harder because originally it was like very easy to get screen grabs where you could see like, okay, here's the player that was just picked and here's the chat's reaction. But Yahoo has has changed it to the point where like you can't really do that anymore. And I specific I think it is specifically because of me and right. my actions ruining yeah. mock drafts. So. I know what you're talking about. The mm-hmm. chat is in a weird place now. It's and in it a weird place, and you can't where the draft happens. Yeah, so you yeah. can't really see like oh they're reacting to that pick. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas before yeah. it was like the pick would be in the chat, and it would anyway. That's a whole other thing. You're in I'm the fantasy football hall of fame in, in a way. In a I in, am, yeah. in the builders way, uh, way yeah. or I guess the terror downs. <laughs> <way>. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not building it. <laughs> Yeah, in some ways. Uh, But thank you, Alex, for sending that in. If you have a listener block that you want us to read on the show, you can send it in to blocked at blockedparty.com or you can fill out the form on our website. If you have a secret that you want us to read on Secret Party, uh, it will become, uh, it will remain anonymous. You just send it in to secrets at blockedparty.com. That's going to be a a bonus episode we do uh, maybe a couple times a year. So if you have something you want to get off your chest, you can send it in there. Yeah, we just did the first one uh, this month. It was uh, it was a real blast. And if you want to hear that secret, oh uh, yeah, were, they were yeah. all about poop and cum. Pretty poop much. and cum mostly. Wow, yeah. I love so, poop and cum secrets. Don't yeah, we all? someone someone yeah. nutted in their brother's gaming computer by accident. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need to know. So yeah, yeah exactly. Guys, so I if think you... Chongo's Chongo's on his burner phone. I think he might be sending an email. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! I can't wait for the Chongo secret. Uh, so yeah, if you want to hear that secret party episode, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/BlockParty. Five dollars a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every single month. Eight dollars a month gets you access to every bonus episode, including Secret Party. That was a special one for only $8 and above donors. There's also ad-free episodes, everything there you can check out. Last week was a busy one. We did a Canadian education episode with Nate Roos, uh, where we talked about Canadian musician Matt Good, and we also did the aforementioned trivia party with Branson Reese. Both were a blast. You can check all that out on our Patreon. If you want to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, you can do so at Block Party Pod. And if you like the show, tell a friend, just like Vulture did this week. Shout out to Noah, uh, for writing that nice piece about yeah. the, uh, the Kate Raft episode. We really appreciate it. And uh, nice to get a little bit of shine. So, uh, you know, it's a great way to spread the word and let people know that you love the show. Uh, Jamie, we are here at the end of the show and we always finish every single show with a top three. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Uno, 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 uno. Mustard. Three. Sauce. Two. Girlfriend.
Uno, 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 uno. What do you have for us, please? Okay, uh, I forget how this works. You have to remind me. So you just give us a topic, and then we say our top three. I'm, cho- of I'm that just thing. choosing the topic. You're just choosing okay. a topic, yeah. and then we'll go around in a circle. So you'll give your three. Stefan will give his three. I'll give my three. Then you give your two. Stefan gives his two, etc. Okay. I would like to this time uh, go for top three uh, disgusting food habits that you uh, are uncomfortable disclosing on Mike. <laughs> oh, okay. Uncomfortable food habits. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely food I have a couple of these. Yeah. Yeah. I got okay. it. Okay. All right. Jamie, what's your number three? My number three would be uh, bedside chips. Uh, I have a mug next to my bed. It's right over there. And I have a little plate. And every night I will put just raw tortilla chips. I'll fill the mug with raw tortilla chips. And then I'll go. I have a lot of uh, sauces and dressings. And I would say my fridge has it's mostly sauces and dressings and every night i will go to my fridge and you know toss fill my cup with my raw chips and then i'll just choose what's tonight's sauce and then i'll scoop the sauce onto the little sauce plate and i'll dip the raw chips into the sauce and the sauce can be anything from barbecue sauce something that makes sense uh to like a little spoonful of fancy mustard but it's always tortilla chips plus like uh, salad dressing, basically. I like that's my number. Wow, three. I mean, I'll that's say incredible. I like it just for the name bedside chips. Yeah, and <laughs> saying raw tortilla chips, yeah. and also having the mug, just some bedside of the chips. chips. There's a lot going on. Just there. bedside I chips. It. I like that. Yeah. yeah, I used to do a similar um, thing when I was a kid, where I would I would buy um, like a tub of five cent candy, and then just keep that beside my bed and eat just yeah. like seven Ooh. of them before right before I went to sleep. That's nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is nice, but also now, not great. I have, uh, I think I've talked about this before as like a goblin meal, and I haven't done this as much recently. But this was this was big in college for me. But it would be, uh, I would take like a, a slice. I get like a block of cheddar cheese mm-hmm. and like a jar of pickles, and I would take, uh, I would sl- take two big slices of cheddar cheese and then make a little cheese pickle sandwich, <laughs> where <sighs> the cheese is the bread and the pickle is the meat. And it was delicious. It was so good. But it's like, I mean, Whoa. it's purely just got like a the definition of a goblin meal. Yeah, that's just heartburn and a. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't do it anymore. Like, I, if I did it now, I would die. I think. But yeah. uh, back then, when I was like twenty one, it was like, it was like every night. It was great. Mm-hmm. Well, John? I will. I I've talked about my previous. I've talked about goblin meals on the show before, where I used to eat an entire package of premium plus crackers with cream cheese and hot sauce on them at break <laughs> yes. at work. Oh, um, that sounds good. Though. It was, that it's good. good. It was good. good. I will get into another goblin meal that I used to have. I'll try and keep my, the other two current disgusting food habits, but this one. So I used to be very picky. I still am a, quite a picky eater, but I'm a lot better than I used to be when I was younger. And I first moved out of my house. I was not, I just, there was so many vegetables I didn't like. I didn't like salad. And so my sort of like go-to like quote unquote healthy salad is I would cut up strawberries and cucumbers and then I would have them in a bowl and I would put this like 
think it was like a mango dressing on it or something like that. And uh, I'll be honest, it tasted pretty good to me. Yeah. But that was my like, that was my salad. So I would make like some kind of frozen chicken breast with like rice and then this salad of strawberries, cucumbers and dressing. This is this is already a Hall of Fame top three. This is so good. <laughs> Not That's good, yeah. So fucking gross. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy, what's your number two after know, raw chips at the bedside? Yeah. This is this is a new one. I, I just learned about this the other day and I tried it this morning. I didn't take any pictures and I regret that. Uh so it's hot. So I've been in the hot dog way for mm-hmm. a while. I've been um doing a lot of hot dog research. This was a recipe that someone uh, sent to me that it's kind of hard to describe, but it's, it was really gross because of how I made it. And also because of the idea. (laughs) Um, So, okay. Imagine you've got a hot dog and it's just the consistency. It doesn't work if it's not boiled. So it's like a bad hot dog. Okay. Now what you do is you, (laughs) You slice the hot dog like you leave a margin of like one inch on each side of the hot dog, but you slice the center so that if you push the two ends together, you can sort of create like an eye shape. Okay. Are you picturing okay. what I can... Yeah. Like, okay, like, so the le- you... like the letter I? No, no. Like the, like the oh, thing in your head. Oh, hands. yes. Yeah. Like, um, like the way they used to cut Subway bread almost. Like right. that kind so of, like, yeah, like a gou- U gouge or whatever. It's one piece, but it's created in like an iris, like an eye shape. Yes. Okay. okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So now you have this void in the middle, right? Yes, and what okay. you do with that is you cook an egg inside oh, of. Oh, no. <laughs> this was my breakfast yesterday. So you, now that you have this floppy hot dog, you cook an egg over easy. Or sunny side up. You can't flip it or the hot dog is fucked and the integrity of the meal is, is ruined. So you just got to cook it. It didn't fully cook for me. It was the problem. And so it was like kind of half of a raw egg inside of a hot dog. Oh, no. and I don't like know if that was the main problem. but Yeah, I think oh there were God. several other main problems with that. Yeah, Conceptually flawed. Oh. However, if you put... Uh, you know, I got a lot of sauces and I think that the sauces saved the meal and I ate so, the whole I mean, thing, the hot dog yeah. eyeball. Sauce saves a lot of meals, I think. Um, yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. Whew. Uh, Jesus. Uh, so my <laughs> top two are, are fairly similar. I'll go with one. I think that people know about, or some people know about, uh, for my number two, which is that when I have like a mandarin orange, um, sometimes I'll eat the peel. Okay. Wait, oh. What? Yeah, I've talked about this on Go Off Kings before. I won't eat the entire peel. I'll have like bites of it here or there, but it's what? like a nice little bitter. Yeah. Just Ew. only with mandarin oranges. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. That's, Ew. Oh, hold on. I'm trying to understand why you were doing that. Uh, I think I just tried it once and I was like, I sort of like the, the bitterness and then it makes the rest of the orange like sweeter, but I, I won't like eat the entire peel. I'll just have like bites Whoa. here or there. That's almost like yeah. tantric. You're like, you have to have a little punishment and then you're like, oh, but there's a good part of this. That's yeah, exactly. So, yeah. How long it makes the rest of the orange better. Oh, like a long time, I think. Yeah, okay. Like a while Ugh. since I was a kid, probably. Fuck. Yeah. I feel like there is some like psychological aspect to, oh, to there, what you're doing there. there. Yeah. Yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just to be clear, I don't like bite the orange 
with the peel on still. I, oh, I peel, that makes it better. I'm glad it you does. Does. Like, that, does, that does not make it better. <laughs> I think it makes it a little bit better. But uh, And it's only with mandarin oranges, which have the softer peel, you know? Uh, I won't eat like, I'm not a freak. I won't eat like a thick orange peel. You know, I'll do the thin mandarin orange peel. Um, so I'm pretty normal, I think, overall. John, what is your number two? <laughs> Oh my God. I've been trying to think like, cause I'm trying to stay away from sort of like past goblin-y meals, but mm-hmm. I feel like this one is also really bad. So I kind of just want to do it anyway. Um, God, this is really, so I would take, um, so again, picky eater, not a good eater, not a healthy person generally when I was in my early twenties. Well, not now either, but sure. I just moved out. And I got this idea that I was going to do like meatless Monday. I don't know why, because I, my entire diet was meat constantly all the time. So every Monday, <laughs> the only dinner I guess I could think of because I was a stupid and a idiot and didn't like vegetables was mm-hmm. I would take, I would buy non non bread from the store and I would make a quesadilla out of it. But the quesadilla was just rice and cheese and it would be mm. like, and it would be thick. Like I would cook a fucking, I, cause I had a rice cook. <laughs> my mom bought me a rice cooker because I would eat rice as like my side dish, like every single meal. But she bought me a rice cooker that the minimum serving was for four people. So I didn't have Ooh. like the small, like individual rice cooker. She's bought me the big one. And in order for it to work, I had to make a fucking shitload of rice. So I'd take the naan, I'd put the rice on the naan put cheese on top of it, melt that in the oven, and then I would dip it in ranch dressing. <laughs> that was my like meatless Monday what? dinner. Oh, and boy. you're just like, wow, I'm such a healthy guy. Yeah, I was like, meatless, <laughs> meatless yeah, Monday. No meat, Let's go. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna so make some different choices these days. That is so gnarly, but I, I would, I would have eaten that. Yeah, I would have seen that yeah. and been like, that's 100%. not the worst idea. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where you're like, this doesn't really taste good, but it doesn't taste bad. It's just it. You just eat it and it's fine. But yeah, in retrospect, you're like, what? What are we doing here? Not a great call. Mm-hmm. J- Jamie, what's your number one? I, I'm kind of tied. I. I have like an older, I have a throwback one and I have a current one. The current one is that sometimes I will put, when I'm putting the chips in the mug, I'll like heat them up in the microwave with nothing on them for a minute. And so they're really hot <laughs> chips that, what? that okay. I'm dipping. Hot sure. That's not every chips. night though. So that's, that's just kind of one way you can prepare my number I'm just three. Picturing you taking a hot steaming mug of chips out of the microwave. That's such a funny <laughs> image. And it's like I should just if I the thing is I if I melted cheese on them, it would all of a sudden be a normal meal. But yeah. it's but, yeah, but I, I don't I don't but then I'm like nachos before bed. No, more like hot chips before bed and not like <laughs> spicy, you know, like just chips that are really It's like hot. a glass of warm milk, but yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> lots hot, of hot, hot chips. chips. Yeah. Um, so there, there's that. But uh, the thing that I did in my early 20s um, was that and I like worked in a communal office at the time, like I was working at a radio station. And I think it was like subconsciously, like I just wanted more personal space. And so I got this disgusting meal every day at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I was like known for it. They knew what my order was. 
And what it was is a dish that doesn't even exist there <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I don't think you can get either of these menu items on the West Coast at present. But it was uh, the Dunkin' Donuts tuna melt uh, <laughs> and a Dunkachino, which is hot oh. chocolate and coffee. And I would get <laughs> a large Dunkachino and a piping hot tuna melt oh my every God. single day for like two years. And like they, I was known as they called me tuna at Dunkin' Donuts because that was my order. I was <laughs> the only one that got the tuna. Oh were like, my God. Tuna! Like it was, it was really fun. <laughs> Everyone got really into it. And then they, I mean, they've, they discontinued this years ago because I, they, I like, I, I tell it, I used to tell a joke about it, but there was like truly like there was a day where they were, they were taking tuna off the menu. No one was ordering it. And they put the tuna in the same containers that they put the cream cheese in. So it was like unpleasant <laughs> to watch it be prepared too. Um, so they, they like told me one day, they're like, tuna, there's no more tuna. Like you got to find a new, a new order. But it was like. We need a whole they, new it, nickname for you. This is devastating. Yeah. Well, I've gotten full body and facial surgery multiple times. That was one thing that really, mm-hmm. really triggered, you know, needing to start over. I was much yeah. uh, shorter then. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very tall now, but I was like five foot four back when I was tuna. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, I had a really hot tuna sandwich and a hot chocolate with, with coffee in it every single day for basically all of college. Holy. Oh my God. Yeah. Getting tuna from like a fast food breakfast place is just like. You really can't do it. No. Well, like you can't anymore. Like you actually can't. You, now you, you truly, like, it's not did allowed. You, yeah. Did you think it was good in the moment or were you just like, oh, yes. this is convenient? Okay. You, you actually like. Oh yeah. It. No, I mean, it, it would have become an expensive joke. Uh, no, it was, <laughs> yeah. Cause I had like a very specific college budget where I'm like, I can't spend more than $7 a day or I'll have no more dollars. Mm. And so this, this like. This would be, I think this would cost like four fifty total and it would fill you up because you like wouldn't feel amazing. You wouldn't want to eat for a while afterwards. (laughs) That's always a good strategy. Like, oh, I want to feel full, but I can't afford to feel full. So I will feel gross instead. Let me feel nauseous and then (laughs) I'm not going to want to be eating more. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my number one. Wow. Um, Okay. My number one. I mean, this is born out of just like laziness more than anything else. And I am curious as to how many other people actually do this, but I'll just eat a kiwi like an apple. Oh my God. Why are most like, of yours you just like, I, yeah, I eat like I don't know. crazy. <laughs> I eat the peel of everything. The kiwi <laughs> peel is fine. It's like, yeah, you, you can eat a kiwi it's peel. A, definitely. That's the fuzzy yeah. one, right? Yeah. It's the fuzzy yeah. one. Yeah. I like a fuzzy one. Yeah. So maybe the orange one is worse than that. I guess the but orange I, one I, is worse than the kiwi one. I okay. Think. So I'll, I'll say the kiwi is number two and then the orange is number one uh, retroactively. But the kiwi is just like, I'll just take a big bite. It's like biting into someone's like balls, I guess, you know? Not that that's like a big part of the appeal wait, of it for wait. me, but like, <laughs> what? Well, that is- I assume that's what it's like if you bit into someone's nutsack and like, but like enough to like, like bite the, just like get into the, to the balls part of it, you know? That's not what you think, but it was the first thing that came to your mind. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's like a, the shape of it, and then the, it's fuzzy, and then you bite, and then there's a bunch of like juice and stuff inside. Like, I mean, that mm. like, yeah, like balls. I, yeah, that's like what balls. it would be. 
If you've been into a, a guy who had pretty big balls, I would say as well, because Kiwis are, are decent size. Right. Um, uh-huh. and so I think that's what it would be like potentially. Um, but anyway, like, yeah, just give it a try. Next time you have a Kiwi, it's a, it's a tropical delight. Hmm. Wow. I, I truly, <laughs> now that you've said the whole balls thing, I don't, mm-hmm. I have, have you ever heard, has anyone ever told you the lie? Someone told me this lie a long time ago and I believed it for so long that it would be like biting through your own finger is, takes the same amount of like force as it takes to eat a baby carrot, but your brain won't let you do it. It's definitely not true, but I believed it was true for a long time. And that's how I think of the kiwi balls too. You're like, oh, you could just, you could just explode someone's balls, but your yeah. brain won't let you. But I think it would be easier to bite someone's balls than than a finger, right? In terms of like, well, like yeah, because there's, no, there's no I, bones I, in, in someone's nuts. Okay, I just panicked for a second. I was and was like, "There's no bones in there, right? There's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no bones in there." So yeah, it would be it would be uh, so it's easier to do. It's totally yeah. fine. There's no bones. But I don't think we'll really know until you know we 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 you know. Uh, consult the internet. Someone is definitely, yeah. uh, someone you know. will let us know. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. John, what is your, what is your number one? <laughs> it's a good question. I've been racking my brain really to try and think about this because I'm not, you're pretty I, normal now. Well, like, and I'm very, when it comes to eating, I'm almost like fussy. I'm very picky, uh, when it comes to eating, but I would say, and I don't even know that this is necessarily like disgusting per se, but like one thing I will do, well, I used to be much worse. So this is kind of a throwback, but I still do it. I would just eat more of them when I was younger, but I will just, if I'm hungry, like right before bed, I will just put a pickle on a fork and I'll just eat it. Like walking around my house, just like, I don't get a plate. I don't use my, I am walking around with a pickle and a fork. Which Nothing I know is not that. that disgusting. Kind of okay. feels like no. rich guy shit. That's how I picture. That's what like, rich guys do before bed. Yeah, I have a very. I think special, they do it with the little the corner. Yeah, it's a little though, like the tiny part. one. Yeah, this no, is like I, a, this is like a regular. This is a pickle. regular dill pickle. Yeah. But I used to sit with a pickle jar and I would just eat like eat it out of the pickle jar like it was cereal like just in there bang bomb. I'm, and I would I, eat I, like uh, ten pickles at a time. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm totally the same way. So I, I respect you for that. Okay, John. so that's not that disgusting, I guess. I know I'm, I like, I'm like I I texted Becca and she hasn't texted me back because I was like I maybe I need an outsider to tell me what is like a gross eating habit that I have because I feel like I don't. Yeah, I feel like maybe I need to get one. Maybe I need to be more normal. Try the kiwi thing. Just give it. Just try it once or less normal. Yeah, but you, say. but you just gotta be thinking about balls when you do it. Have you guys ever had car pickles? The kind that they sell at like. Convenience Those are the stores? ones in like a they're in like a plastic bag or whatever with a bunch of liquid. Yeah, they're trying to normalize it, and I'm 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 trying to be there with them. Uh, they have they sell them at Seven Eleven, but it's yeah, it's just called it's like they're not called action pickles, but it's like in an action <laughs> font. It's like dill on the go, and it's just like <laughs> a plastic bag full of pickles that you. It's like, like they don't even give you but a for for pickles, right? Yeah, I, I sort of the first time I got one, I sort of expected them to give you a little fork or something, but they just want you to dunk your hand in there and and get those pickles. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, boy. it sounds like something I would do for sure. I love. Yeah, I mean, pickles. you don't want them dry, but I just thought that you wouldn't have to get your whole hand covered in pickle juice in order to 
have the snack, but that is how the snack works. This was a this is a really good top three because people are gonna get mad at us for it, but they're also gonna post stuff that's like even more insane than the shit we're yeah. saying. So we're gonna get a lot of listener feedback on disgusting food habits here, I think. Yeah. 100%. So I'm looking congratulations. for ideas. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll we'll forward some of them on to you, Jamie, and let you know what what really sticks out because I'm sure some people will have some really good ones. Uh, yeah, I mean, great top three, Jamie. Great to have you on the show, of Thank course, you. as always. Uh, before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, well, uh, my my uh, podcast about ghost ghost church is going to come out at the end of April, so I guess look out for that. Um, and uh, you can listen to my other shows. I, I do the Bechtel cast every week with Caitlin Durante, or I've got uh, independent shows, My Year in Mensa, Loita podcast, if you, if you want to get real sad, or Act cast, if you want to learn all about the, uh, the Kathy comics. Great. They're all uh, excellent shows. So if you haven't, be sure to check those out. And and yeah, the Bechtel cast also excellent. Caitlin, a recent guest of our show as well. So uh, yeah. a great chance to, uh, to check, to check it all out and you can follow Jamie on Twitter at Jamie Loftus help. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at block party pod. You can donate to the show at patreoncom slash block party. And we'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.